Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Playing the Hand You Dealt podcast. My name is Jai, and joining me as always is my good friend Janelle. Say hi, Janelle. What's up, everyone? This podcast is a discussion between two like-minded friends who share their wins, losses, and folds in our everyday lives. Our goal is to provide value to everyone out there trying to defy their odds, increase their chances of success, and come up on this game called life. Welcome to an episode I'm very excited and I have a lot to talk about, and that is an episode all about money and why you're broke, or you're not, or, or you are. Whatever you are, this episode is all about money. We're going to talk about our money habits, our previous money habits, our current money habits, uh, hopefully our future habits, and just in general, it's an episode about money. Well, <laughs> am I missing anything, Janelle? No, you can never go wrong with money. It's an episode about money. So before we get into our main topics, let's just go ahead and open this up with a couple points that I want to mention. So with 2021 just starting, we're uh, still in January. We wanted to bring you all an episode about money because if you listen to our previous, I think it was episode three. Yeah, our top five, not top five, but our top New Year's resolutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we mentioned there that we do have uh, our own goals relating to money. And do you want to just say yours real quick and I'll say mine? Yeah, my 2021 financial goal was to build up my credit score. And if you guys listened to that episode, I mentioned that my credit score is very low. It's lower than 500. (laughs) And my goal this year is to raise that up, start paying off some debt, start finding people that specialize in credit and are able to help me raise that. Perfect. So let's go ahead and wish Janelle luck while she does that. (laughs) Uh, My 2021 goal is to just boost up my emergency fund. I've never been much of a save saver, but what better time to start than now? So those are our resolutions and they kind of tie into money. So we wanted to mention it. Another thing is money isn't everything. And we wanted to acknowledge that in the beginning of the episode, but we do accept and acknowledge that it allows doors to open up for you that may not have previously you had access to. And it's, it's it's weird because it's it's the fact it's the truth but it's it's the harsh truth you know sometimes money does make the world go round even though we don't want it to if that makes sense yeah a lot of things these days have a price living has a price food has a price and so as much as money shouldn't it shouldn't run your life but it's necessary it's essential i like it i like it and then i used to like free things but more and more I'm learning like everything really isn't free and free things are never good. Sometimes if someone's paying for it for you as good. <laughs> but, then, but then it comes at like a, but then now you feel like, okay, I got to pay him back. Yeah. So it's never really free, you know, unless you find like some shit on the floor. That's true. Yeah. But how much, how many things do you find on the floor? Hey, we found $11 once. <laughs> what? Hell yeah. We went really? to go buy some food. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, so Janelle apparently has better luck with us in finding stuff on the floor. <laughs> so a couple things before we go ahead and get right into it. Uh, this is a point that I'm going to mention at least twice, but it is very important. And before we even get to anything deep, I wanted to go ahead and state it. So right now, Janelle and I, we're not making a lot of money, but we want to have these conversations frequently where we are now so that we can build the right habits so when we're making good money, we don't fucking blow it. Because, like, imagine making $2,000 and the money habits you have now, 
versus making $200,000. There's going to be a big difference depending on how you perceive money and where exactly, yeah, pretty much, I don't even know where I was going with that, but where you, how you perceive your money. If you're making a million dollars a month, it can be gone in like a week. It all depends on your values, how you treat money, and just if you respect it. I don't know if that makes sense, respecting money. Yeah, definitely there's a respect to money. But I agree with what you're saying. Um, a quote I want to mention is by James Clare. It's actually in his book, Atomic Habits. But he says, your financial situation is a lighting measure of your spending habits. And that kind of goes back into what you were just saying. It doesn't matter how much money you make. If your spending habits are terrible, you're going to end up broke or with less money than you make, no matter how much you make. Yeah. So imagine someone who is making minimum wage, wherever that is in the city, in the country, in the state you're listening. But if you can manage that minimum wage, make it work for you, imagine that person making good money like they won't blow it. So that's where we want to get to. Uh, and with that being said, I think that's a good opener. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Let's get into it. So we have a couple segments here, but I guess we just kind of started off with a personal segment. Uh, we're going to talk about our history with money, that being our previous habits and maybe some funny stories we have are now with money and then where we want to be in the future with our money. So to start off our first segment, let's start about our history. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll start with the very first job I had was a lifeguard job. And that job was minimum wage. And, you know, coming right out of high school, you're just happy you have your own money. Yeah. And so with that being said, you just go buying everything you can with the $200 you have in your pocket. Yeah. And so just from that, we automatically start building bad spending habits. Yeah, because that's pretty much the first time we have money. Yeah, and you're just so happy to even swipe a card or be able to buy something of your own. Is that that was your first job, a lifeguard? Yeah. I didn't know that. I had a lot of fun, but minimum wage, definitely not worth it. <laughs> My first job was raising canes. Uh, oh, I worked that's in the kitchen right. of a of a chicken finger place. And I must say, I don't know if you also experienced this, but I'll never forget my first job. It as shitty as it was, as awesome as it was, you'll never have another first job. Like, I don't know, it's I I did work with a lot of friends, so maybe mm -hmm. that might have contributed. But what about your experience with your first job? I, I absolutely loved my first job. Good. I was in the sun all day, but that didn't bother me. Mm -hmm. I had fun. I was at a water park. I was near water, so I wasn't always too hot. I worked with kids, and I, I love kids, and just a lot of fun, cool people around me. So definitely a job I will never forget. I have a question. What's up? Have you ever had to save anyone? Yes and no. They were drunk, huh? No. So, okay, so I have had to jump in once okay. when I was a lifeguard. It was, uh, but the, she wasn't drowning. Okay. So, okay, so she it was swimming with her father, I'm assuming, and with the, la the lazy river kind of just takes you, so they started drifting apart a little bit, and this little girl had a, a life vest on, but she started freaking out so bad, like, she's not used to just swimming by herself. Yeah. So she was freaking out really bad, and so anyways, I just jumped in and saved her. She wasn't technically driving, drowning, so I don't know if that counts. She was like 17, huh? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would have been funny if she was. Okay. Well, I never saved anyone in the kitchen, but I wanted to ask you, because I don't think I've ever asked you that before. No, I don't think so. Okay, well, now so you know. Lifeguard and a cook. Those are our first jobs. Uh, what else can we talk about with money? 
Well, I will say, like I said, after high school, I just went buying everything I could with my own money. And I also opened a credit card pretty quickly, too. What age do you think that was? I think I was about 18 or 17. I, I would say about the same, 16 to 18. Yeah. I, I got a credit card. Yeah. And I will say that I messed it up really quick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they don't teach you how to use credit cards. Mm -mm. You know, I didn't know you only had to pay like the minimum balance or whatever and you'd be fine. But I just, when I opened a credit card, I saw it as, oh, cool. I have an extra $700. Yeah. And so I spent that, blew it all quickly, and I'm like, oh, crap, how do I pay this off? And I didn't, so eventually that got shut down. And that kind of dug me into the hole I'm in today. <laughs> it's still there. I definitely agree with you on the young person getting a credit card because I want to I wanna ask you something. Like the mental, I don't know what it does to you, but before when you're a kid, ice cream truck goes by. You buy with cash. You can see the transaction. Mm -hmm. Even when you get debit card, it's still a little new to you. But now you can swipe something and buy something with something you, like with money you don't have. It's like it's fucking amazing. Right. It's like, holy shit, I can buy this even though I don't have money. Little do you know that it's going to bite you in the ass. And we didn't know until it bit us in the ass. <laughs> exactly. Like, I can't remember exactly, but I know I spent a few hundred dollars on something. And I'm like, oh, I'll just pay back. Um, from my work money that I make. And then I got cut hours. I'm like, oh, crap, I'm not working. I wasn't able to pay it back. Another thing to that helped me kind of escape that mindset is imagine you're asking a friend. Mm -hmm. Like when you swipe, you're, you're borrowing from a friend. It's not the government. It's not the man, Wells Fargo, whatever. But pretend it's like your aunt or a friend or someone. It's like you would want to pay them back. And you wouldn't buy it if you knew you didn't have the money. When I was young, I didn't have that mindset. I was like, oh, shit, I can buy whatever I want. It was, I didn't have that mindset of like, okay, I'm actually borrowing from someone. Yeah, borrowing money from a friend. If I had that man mindset, probably put it with a yeah, lot Yeah, I, I thought it was just free money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so uh, a couple other things we suspended on is, so we started drinking pretty early, before 21, but I don't, it was just the friends we hung out with and I would say that you and I were very mature. So although we hung out with people our age, we gravitated and kind of got along with older people more. And those older people were drinking. And we were drinking. And next thing we know, we're spending money on drinks. We're spending money on something we used to do also, hookah. And we didn't realize that these things add up. That's something even now, like the little things, you know, maybe not now, like going out to the bar or, you know, we don't smoke, but like buying a pack of cigarettes. But let's say you have a routine, coffee. That shit adds up. If you get coffee every day, it really does It add definitely up. adds up. It's like $5 for a coffee. If you buy that every single day, it, it definitely adds up. Yeah. And then we never save, right? No. But I, but I do want to mention with the money for the alcohol and the hookah flavor, I don't know about you, but I would literally spend my last dollar I had just to help <laughs> buy the alcohol or the flavor. I would even go through like my coin drawers and start like just looking, counting how many coins I have. I'm like, okay, is this enough for the alcohol? You, you like that's know, so bad. Yeah. You want to know what I would do? So for those of you listening, I'm Filipino. And one thing we do is we put coins in the windows for... I'm not exactly sure, but it's a tradition, it's good luck, it's 
It's something Filipinos do. You go to the Filipinos' house and sometimes you see coins in the windows. Uh-huh. When my friends and I would go buy Arizonas or go to the gas station for snacks, I would take the coins from the windows <laughs> <laughs> before spending my own money because I was like, hey, there's $2 here in this window. Yeah. And that's only one window. So <laughs> by the time we finally moved out of my house, there was like pennies only. All the oh quarters were gone. So yeah, that's definitely, those are definitely some bad habits that we have from our history with money. And they're kind of funny, but at this, <laughs> at this point, we, we can learn from them. We're laughing about it now. Yeah. Do you still do that that window coin trick? No. Saving your coins in the window? <laughs> no. But I'm pretty sure if I go to my grandparents' house, they still have coins in the window. <laughs> but this time, I'm not going to take them. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> All right. So we went through our history. What about the now with the money? Uh, you want to start Janelle or me? I'll start. I'll definitely say I know I I kind of ish. Kind of ish? No. Okay. I don't have those similar habits we just mentioned, but I still do have some bad habits with money. But our mindset is definitely different, I would say. We no longer crunch those pennies, look for our last dollar just to buy this. Like if we're down to our last dollar, I'm pretty sure we save it now. Yeah, um, I'll save a dollar. If it's the yeah. last one I have. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't go buy, like, oh crap, I have a dollar left. Let me go buy this. No. Mm-hmm. We're definitely more confident, I feel like, with the transactions that we make with our money. Yeah. One thing I want to mention is in our previous episode or a couple episodes back, I can't actually recall which one, Janelle mentioned that the mindset of how you spend your money, especially when you swipe the card, is you got to ask yourself a question. To buy this $50 item, let's say you make $10 an hour. I had to work, let's say, six hours because you owe the man whatever. So that's $60 minus like tax or whatever. But in order to buy this item, you had to work at X amount of hours. And that's something you didn't think about as a lifeguard. You said, oh, shit, I got a paycheck. I got to I gotta go buy shit. Yeah. And now <clears throat> you still got a paycheck, but you have that mindset of how long did it take for me to purchase this item? Exactly. I, I kind of look at it like that every time I purchase something. I have to justify how many hours I work. And if it doesn't make sense to buy that thing, I don't. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So you talked a little bit about your habits, and I'm glad that you're not where you were when we were younger. But like you said, they're still there, and it, it can honestly be there forever. But it's going to get better with time. It's going to get better as you hopefully make more money and as you – honestly, you're going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. Everyone's going to, but you got to learn from them. And through my mistakes, I've learned to treat money – like a, a true resource to what I have. I I tend to only buy essentials. I'll get into my habits and what I do later on, but I, I consider myself very frugal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Janelle and I, even though like, let's say we have money, we're still, okay, we're still ch- kind of cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say kind of. I think we're both pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah, we're both pretty cheap. And that, a detriment to some. I would say it kind of helped me because uh, there's a quote that I didn't say in the beginning, but I want to mention it now is scarcity brings clarity. And if you're able to kind of manage your shitty money situation, you know, you can manage it when you're making a little more. And now that I am making a little more, I do have that mindset that I had from when I was broke and spending my money whenever. And then I had to wait a week or two until next payday. Mm-hmm. So those habits, I did learn from them. And I would say I'm better off now. Yeah, I think a trick that you do, and I know we're going to go 
into it a little bit more later. But the thing you do is you kind of tell people you're broke. Yeah. Even though you do have the money. But you'd like to do this thing called budgeting. Mm -hmm. I don't know if everyone has heard of that. <laughs> you should have. <laughs> you should. It's important. Yeah. And I kind of actually picked up some good money habits from you. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know, know if you know that. No? Because you, you really got... You dove deep into budgeting, and I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, this dude. Like, just spend the $5, you know? Yeah. But really, if you look deep into it, budgeting makes sense, helps you save money, and that's where I learned that from. Yeah, plus, it's just easier. Like, hey, you want to go eat? Honestly, I'm broke. You have yeah. I have a lot of money, but not for that. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, you, you got to break everything down, and then my now with money is my priorities are set in line, you know? I have my bills, my savings, my food, my fun money. And of course, those are in order. Not in the order I said it, but those are in order. And then I treat it as such. Sort of like a like a pyramid. Yeah, now that we're no longer living with our parents, we're living in our own places, we have bills to worry about. We have rent to pay for, otherwise we won't have a place to live. We have our cell phone bills to pay for, otherwise we won't have a cell phone. Yeah. And those are pretty important these days, you know, otherwise we'll be homeless. So it's important to prioritize what you're using your money for. One thing I want to pick up from what you just said, and I'm glad you said it, is there's more consequences for our mistakes now. I can spend my paycheck when I was 18, the very day I got it. I can mm -hmm. spend that money just like that. It's gone. But now if I do that. Like, I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah. Like, you could spend that then, and you still have a roof over your head. You still had mm -hmm. food in your house. Your phone bill was still on. Because, like you said, we were reliant when it came to certain situations. Because we're young. We're with our parents. We're friends. We're, we have people kind of taking us under their wing. Mm -hmm. Versus now, if you fuck up, like, you, you are the sole receiver of the consequences. Yeah, exactly. I didn't realize that. But maybe it was just the fire we needed. Hey, spend your money, you're getting evicted. Right. <laughs> hey, you want to call your friends and family? Fucking pay your phone bill. <laughs> Mom's not taking it away anymore. The fucking phone company will. <laughs> right. It's all It's all on you. Yeah. So I'm glad we talked about our now with the money. Uh, what about our future? Or Yeah. What about our future with money? Where do you want to be, Janelle? So some ideas I want for the future is definitely to have a good, stable habit of my money, mindset. And then once I do have that, I want to start investing into... So maybe some businesses or just some skills to help me get through life, you know, and have my money work for me. The one thing I want to say is investing. Some people take it into like a literal manner. I, I want to challenge that thought and put investing in yourself first. Yeah. Invest in like a good bed, in a gym membership, in good food before you even think about like investing in a business. Because that's obviously going to cost money too, but... The latter or the former of investing in yourself, it's never really going to go away. Versus if you invest in a business, it can go under. But if you're constantly buying books and investing, spending money on bettering yourself, that shit's not going away. Yeah, absolutely. Investing in, in yourself first is the priority over anything. Yeah. So so buy, buy a bidet, buy some nice <laughs> pillows, take care of your body, whatever you need to do. <laughs> uh, what about what else for your ideal future? So I definitely do want to go ahead and invest. And that is going to be continuing like investing in myself because I honestly haven't even thought about investing in some businesses. Like I have a 401k right now, but that's just with my company. I'm not really diving 
too much into it. Mm-hmm. It's just being taken away and put into like a. See, I don't even know what the hell's going on. They're just taking my money. <laughs> <laughs> but it's growing a little bit, so I'm okay with that. But ideal future with money, we have a couple things, a couple questions we want to ask ourselves. Or one big question is how much money do you really want and what are you going to do with that money? So we have a couple of answers here. So how much money do I want future? I don't want fuck you money because that brings attention. What does that mean? Fuck you money. You could just say fuck you to whoever. You got that <laughs> much. No, like, I don't know how to explain it. But fuck you money, you just walk around and you kind of do things that you wouldn't really do if money wasn't an option. Okay. Does that make sense? It's like, a, I just want to be safe, comfortable. In America, let's say we would put a dollar amount, I would say like 50 to 100. So that's like not even six figures. Mm-hmm. Because I'm cool with that. And I think if I'm okay with what I have right now in terms of my money and my spending habits, if I do go ahead making that ideal amount, I'll be perfectly fine. Yeah. And it's it's not really about how much money I want. It's what I can do with it, which we'll get to that. But how about you answer that, Jenna? How much money do you want? I don't think I have an exact dollar amount to put onto it. yeah. Yeah, it's very hard. But I know what I want to be able to do with the amount of money I have. I want to be able to travel in a van. Van life is very popular recently, and that's something I want to do. So I want to be able to pay off that van, be able to travel, buy groceries on the road, and still be able to uh, spend money to do things. And so with that, I'll definitely have to find a remote type of income. Yeah, you can podcast on the road. Yeah, heck yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm going to do. But yeah, I don't know how to put a dollar amount onto that. Yeah. I just came up with like 50 to 100 because that's like, that's higher than ever. Yeah. It's comfortable. And that's what I want to be. But I didn't really know that that's kind of what you wanted to do. I know you want a van, but I didn't know that was like, that's the reason why you want the money so you can do it securely. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to have to worry like, oh shit, we can't go here because we're broke. We can't do this because we're broke. You know, I want to be able to do things, explore, travel. That's what I want to use my money with. That's good. So for my answer for that is, Right now, I'm very selfish with my money. I'm making enough to do what I want with it, but that comes at the cost of not really spreading it. I'm not really giving out too many gifts. I'm not, you know, going on any trips or taking anyone out or like I'm spending my money on what I need to, saving what I need to. And that's kind of the end of the story. I'm not really buying unnecessary shit yeah and if i do go ahead and get to whatever amount i'm comfortable with i think that'll allow me to really do what i want with money which is be more selfless you know when i do have kids just go on a fucking disney trip because for some reason kids love disney (laughs) you know buy gifts and these are things that i want to do but it's not really it's not in my budget yeah (laughs) and i have time because some of these things are not really here yet but that's eventually what i want to do is like not use it for myself. Does that make sense? So you, so you want to be able to give back, basically. I want to be able to make people happy with, I don't know, I'd be happy with my money. That doesn't mean buying gifts because like one of my love languages is like quality time. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, going to, you know, whatever. No, I know exactly what you mean. But I do want to mention a point. We both don't care for materialistic things. Yeah, no. 
We don't care about big ass houses, nice ass cars, 12 car garage. We don't care about any of that type of stuff. That's not the reason why we want money. Yeah, not really. We want to be able to use it for non-materialistic purposes, you know, bettering ourselves, bettering the lives of others, and just putting a smile on people's faces. Yeah, and that's huge. I feel like a lot of people these days think they need these materialistic things to be happy. They think they need all this money to be happy, but you really don't. Mm, that's one thing that our values definitely align on. Yeah. Because you know me, like, I don't know, like, I'm not very materialistic, you either. We don't really buy too many things. But when we do spend money on, I feel like our purchases are very, like, you know, we had no problem buying it. They have a lot of meaning and purpose to it. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. So for the most part, we practice minimalism to an extent. When it comes to money. Yeah. I would say so. I like that. All right. Uh, so we talked about our history. We talked about our now and our ideal future. Now, let's get into a little bit deeper in where we are currently and maybe not ourselves, but where other people could be currently. So this is maybe where we start to talk about our listeners and their situations and possibly the situations of their friends, families. And that's, you know, the current climate of acquiring money, how to actually make it, and just that whole segment. Yeah, things are a little crazy right now with COVID. A lot of people lost their jobs. Job security is not really there anymore. You never know if you could lose your job again or get laid off because there's not enough business. And it's definitely super unstable. So we kind of want to go over some of the ways you can make money right now, even though jobs are not hiring or are laying you off. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. So one of the ways you could make money these days is freelancing. If you have some type of skill to offer to people, you can just hop online and and share that skill with people and people will pay you because they don't know how to do it. Yeah, uh, I actually freelance and I have some little bits of advice or just I have some stuff to say here. So when I first heard freelance, I thought of, you know, like a fucking professional, like videographers or people who really know their shit. You don't have to really be at the top of your game to be a freelancer. You go to like Upwork, Fiverr. There's people who they'll do uh, some simple translations, language translations. If you play a video game, they'll fucking coach you. Our friend, uh, I think he was in the army. Didn't he like? Didn't he like coach some people in League of Legends? I thought he did. Anyways, <laughs> if you play like League of Legends and you're good, you can you can market that. Yeah. Charge people five dollars an hour, and then two hours, you know, you can teach them or whatever. Make a YouTube channel. Okay, that's that's. It could else. it could really be anything. You could edit a photo. You yeah. could revise their essay. You can make a logo for them. It could be super simple. And the cool thing is you don't need a job interview for this. You don't need a resume. Oh, another thing. This is freelancing. You can be a fucking babysitter, a dog sitter. Honestly, that's that's freelancing. That is. I think that's more of contract working. Not if it's like, hey, can I watch you? Like if it's like in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like if it's like a close-knit neighborhood. I don't know with COVID, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Sally down the street wants to watch my fucking kid. Yeah. And she's in high school. I'll pay her like some money. Why not? That's freelancing. She's hustling. True. There's no more paper routes, but like that's. It's like when people used to go around and mow people's lawns. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There you go. So you could freelance in many different ways, and that that's what I had to say about that. Yeah, another way you can make money these days is through Uber, Postmates, Instacart. If you have a car, you can do these things. If you don't have a car, Uber offers you a car. 
And Wait, what? They do. If you don't have a car, I don't know exactly how it works. Somebody told me about it before. But Uber will offer you a car, and you essentially just have to pay it off with the money you make, and then you get to keep the rest of the money you make. Damn. So there's really no excuses. There's actually an option as well. You can deliver these Postmates with a bike, a bicycle. Oh, yeah. Because on the, on the logo is the fucking bike. Exactly. Depending on what city you're on. You can't yeah. be in like Texas because you got to <laughs> bike fucking miles. Right. It'll definitely take longer, but it's an option. If you don't drive, that's an option for you. Yeah. For those of you in city life, not in Texas or Florida or anything where you need a freeway. <laughs> like, exactly. That's an option. Yeah. And with Instacart, if you guys don't know what Instacart is, it's essentially similar to Postmates, but it's groceries. You're shopping for your groceries online versus food from a restaurant, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So you can pay someone to, to shop for your groceries. You tell them what, what you want, and they'll go pick it for you and deliver it to your front door. And it's pretty cool. To be honest, while I was on vacation, that's what I did to make money was Instacart. Okay. Yeah, we actually ended up taking a two-week longer vacation than we expected. Mm -hmm. And so we started running out of money. And I'm like, hey, um, we have a car out here. Let's go make some money. And so I started doing Instacart. And to be honest, I made like $500 on vacation. And it's pretty cool that I even had the option to do so. Yeah, no excuses. To kind of pick up from what Janelle said, a couple years back, I don't know if you know this, I did Uber Eats and Postmates. I don't know if it was Postmates. I think it was just Uber Eats because it was easier. But I enjoyed driving. And on my off days or even after work, I had fucking nothing to do. Yeah. I could sit at home and fuck off or I can make. Make some money. Yeah. And, and it's it, pretty cool. Like, you do it on your own time. Mm -hmm. You can blast your music. You know, yeah. it's just a cool little drive. At the time, I was vaping. And I was just driving fast, vaping. I was. It didn't even look like I was a delivery driver. And you enjoyed just, it as you yeah. were doing it, right? That's was, the cool thing about these things these days. Yeah. So, no excuses. There's things you can do, such as freelancing, such as all these. Is there a word for them? Just apps? There's apps? No, I don't really know. Like services? Uh, job apps? There's no, no. It's just apps. Apps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, there's one other thing we want to talk about in this category, which ties into freelancing a little bit, but it's a way to start. So whatever skill you may have or you're interested in, learn more about it, whether that's a free service like YouTube or it's something that, uh, let, let's say, a paid service such as Udemy. They offer great courses for videography, for digital marketing, for Photoshop. Uh, if you want to learn how to edit audio, you know, there's probably someone out there learning how to edit our podcast right now. And there's many things you can go ahead and learn online and then go ahead and market yourself into the work environment. Uh, for example, I'll say a little bit about my history. Uh, I worked in food service for four years, and I, I just couldn't do it anymore. So I started to get interested in learning about different skills and things I can do that make more money and offer more freedom and just was more professional than a cook, you know, something that my grandparents, me, can be more proud of. So I started learning about digital marketing. I took a couple classes. I studied at night. Uh, at my own time and the next thing I know like I'm delivering resumes in person I'm applying on Indeed Yeah, Indeed I was going to say OfferUp that's not it <laughs> no. Indeed uh, LinkedIn I was just blasting my shit everywhere and 
someone someone took interest and essentially I got paid to learn because I knew concepts, I knew how to do something, but never actually did it. And in the right company, in the right field, someone is willing to take a person who wants to learn and is still young and kind of like who just wants to learn. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like not every job requires a fucking expert. I know me for sure. Like if I ever have a business, I have no problem taking someone who knows nothing but wants to learn versus someone who knows everything, but they're just they're stubborn and they they know like they're in their own ways, you know. So I'm thankful for that. And there's no excuses, you know. That sounds harsh, but. No, it's really not. There's no excuses. Yeah. But while you drove around town delivering resumes, that sounds very rare these days. Did I, did I tell you that story? You have, yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, so I, I, I applied to LinkedIn, uh, Indeed, OfferUp too. <laughs> I applied to every everything, and then I, I was getting nothing. So one day I fucking put on like a decent attire, I printed out resumes and just fucking showed up at these places. It's like, yo, here's my resume. If you're interested, call me, please. Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> and then they, everyone was fucking shocked. Like, what is this kid doing? Yeah. And then I got a call on the way home that day asking for an interview. And it's that extra step that once you are interested, once you kind of know about something, you got to fucking stand out. You know what I mean? While you're doing Postmates and Instacart, Ask if they're hiring. Hey, here's your Thai food. By the way, you guys hiring? Exactly. <laughs> You're already there delivering the food. Yeah. How many offices do you go to? Like, hey, I do front work administration. I'm tired of Uber. Y'all hiring? They're going to say no. They're going to say yes, but it's... You're or they'll probably tell you to just go apply online. Yeah. But you showing up and going in there helps you stand out for sure. Imagine you're out of business. You're working your fucking front desk job, whatever. Someone comes in with your Thai food, with your Jimmy John sandwiches, food in one hand and their resume in another. It's going to throw you off. Yeah. And that may just be enough for someone to be interested. Like, whoa, what the hell? This guy just gave me my subway and a resume. <laughs> Which one do I do first? Right. <laughs> and people are, that, that intrigues people. I don't know. Yo, it's kind of crazy now that you're talking about it in that way. So with Instacart, at least recently in the past few days i've been driving delivering their groceries to some big ass houses mm -hmm. what if i deliver their groceries and be like hey what do you do for a living i want to make this much money yeah if they have the time if they don't whatever but if they're like hey you look like you've done good you obviously didn't start there where did you start that way maybe i can you know get there <laughs> This is a little bit different, though, because you're just approaching someone on a personal level. It's not at their business. You think that might be too pushy? It could be worth It never home. hurts, right? What's the worst they can say? No? Man, I'm going to print out, like, a cover letter to send them. <laughs> but, you know, it's just fucking... There's so many different unique ways that people get stuck into the easy way. The easy way is never really good, you know? Okay, you know, honestly, if you... If you owned a business, let's say like a small firm, I don't know what the fuck, something, some little like 20 year old kid just pulls up looking kind of nice with a resume in hand and your takeout food, you would at least be interested. I don't know if interested, but I would remember him for sure. Him, her, like they're, they're fucking doing something different. Yeah. They're out here trying. Exactly. I would just want to talk to this person. Even if it goes nowhere, like, hey, 
I fucking respect it. Like, what made you do this? And have you gotten any luck? Yeah. And hopefully, you know, they have. But that was a long tangent. It was. But it was good stuff. But like Jai said, there's definitely very many unique ways to make money these days. Yeah. You just have to find what works with you. And you got to try a lot of different ways. Because there's a lot of ways, like Janelle said. Okay. So we have one more thing before we get to our infamous question block. And our lesson of the week, quote of the week, uh, before we send you off with some smart shit and some takeaways. So this may be hopefully not too long of a segment, but we talked about our history and we talked about how to start making money now. What about when you're actually making money? What are some tips, some tools, some tricks that we use that we recommend or any mindset, you know, uh, ideas that we can pass your way to help you out and i can talk forever about this but maybe you definitely can i think you should just go ahead should i just go ahead yes all right sounds good number one you need the budget that oh i can't even budgeting has helped me so much in my with my financials over the years and something i never really truly saw the value of until I dove deep and started it. With budgeting, you're giving every dollar you make a job. You're not looking at a lump sum when you open your bank account of 500, 2,000, 300, whatever, whatever amounts in there. You're not looking at it and saying, oh, I have money. You're breaking it down into what that money goes into. The one budgeting app that I personally recommend is you need a budget. And we're going to go ahead and throw a link in the show notes for a, uh, I think it's like a month free or two months free. I think it's 33 days. It's an odd number. (laughs) It's an odd number. They're a little different. But Yanab, you need a budget. Fucking amazing. Uh, It's based around an envelope method. And for those of you who may not know, I'll explain it in a very, in its old ways, maybe like a primitive like an initial starting point of how this kind of came to be. So the envelope method means, imagine you have a blank wall in front of you. You have 20 envelopes. You write down on the envelopes, groceries, food, uh, car payment, cell phone bill. Rent. Yeah, and you tape that shit to the wall. Now imagine getting paid in you know dollar bills. When you get paid, you put those that money inside each envelope. And then at that point, you have no more money in your hand. That means every every dollar you have has a purpose. Yeah, like $50 for groceries for this week, yeah. $200 for rent. And without having that breakout, you look at your Wells Fargo, your Chase, and you see $300. you are like, oh, I can go grocery shopping. But you don't really realize that you only have $40 for groceries. You see $300 and you're getting the fancy milk. You're getting three kinds of milk for some reason. Like, without breaking it down, you're not really understanding where your money is going. You're just letting it go, if that makes sense. And once you do budget, there's no more looking at a bank account. When you budget successfully and you really got into the habit, when you look at what to buy or you're essentially your money, you're looking at a breakdown of where it goes. So if my friends want to go ahead and you know, buy some beers and then we'll, we'll we'll hang out at the house. I'll look at my budget and say inside my alcohol budget, 
there's only $2 left. Hey, we drank earlier this month. I don't have money. And that doesn't mean I don't have a, you know, a million dollars. It just means for alcohol at the time, I don't have money. And that has been amazing. Yeah. So for budgeting, you're being very specific on what you're spending your money on. Yeah. And it's liberating. It's like when you get paid, you spend all your money. Because I know you, you used your nab for a little bit. Did you really get that feeling? Like, it was weird. Yeah, I was going to actually mention that. So, like I mentioned earlier, I got budgeting from you. And I first heard the app, You Need a Budget, from you. You introduced me to that. And I tried it for free through your link for that first 30 days. And I actually fell in love with it. It was a little hard to grasp at first. But once I did get the hang of it, I was like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. And so I tried it out for a few months. And it opened up a different perspective of money for me. Definitely in a positive way. I was able to s save money for the first time. I've, yeah. I've never saved money before. And the cool thing about what You Need a Budget does, it, they do this thing called aging your money. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea what that was until I started. Can you kind of tell us what that is? Yeah. So when you do get into your nap, uh, there's a number in the top right, and it's age of money. It's not the most accurate representation of what that actually means, but in layman's terms and what it's trying to represent is how old your money is. And the best way I can explain it is at the top, if you see seven days, let's, let's say on the, when you see seven, you go ahead and swipe at a gas station, you buy gas and a coffee. What your nab is telling you is that money you just spent was from seven days ago. So your ideal, you know, it's like a game to get as high as you can. So imagine you see a hundred days and you, let's say you buy a fucking ice cream, ice cream cone at McDonald's, that ice cream cone you bought with money from a hundred days ago. And even just realizing that, holy crap, I've had this money for a while, but it doesn't mean that I've, I've spent it. It's. It's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, and it's a very different way of looking at money. Like I said, I had no idea what that was at first. And I started to realize, like, once I got a paycheck, it was gone within a few days. And so I learned that my money was only a few days old. Mm -hmm. It was only like two to three days old. And I feel like that's the average for most people these days. And so I, I wanted that number to go up. So that's when I started saving. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I'd never thought of it that way. And that helped so much. This one simple app even if you don't use your nav even if you just budget on like a google spreadsheet the idea of sitting down being deliberate with your money and budgeting it like you said it, it opens a lot of doors in your mind and it kind of flips the table on what we thought about money which was i have money i can spend money versus now it's like i have money now where does it go if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. All right, so in our tools, tips, and tricks segment, the big one is budgeting, but we have a couple of, you know, small quotes or just little tips that me and Janelle can kind of go down the list. And I guess I'll start if you're cool going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. So one thing, funny enough, this kind of goes with you now, but this is one thing they teach you is roll with the punches. And that can be applicable to someone who budgets, someone who doesn't. But it means whatever happens, kind of just go with it. Don't be too hard on yourself because unexpected things happen, life happens, but the goal is to take the punches better as time passes, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
Think about a boxer. The first time in the ring and you get punched, you're getting fucked up. Versus if you've spent 10 years training, that punch isn't going to do shit. You're just going to laugh at it, you know? Right. So rolling with the punches, taking them better. Uh, that would be one of the tri- uh, tips, tricks. Which tips, one is it? tricks, tools. <laughs> it's all of them. What about another one? Yeah, another one would be to everyone start somewhere. You know, even if it's just saving $1 this week and then maybe $2 next week. You know, you're starting. You're getting the ball rolling. And that's that's all that's all where it starts, really. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next point is you have to prepare, or we recommend. I I really recommend to prepare when shit hits the fan, and I say when it happens because it's not an if it happens; it's going to happen. And when it does, you want to be mildly prepared, if not fully prepared, you know. And a couple more. Go ahead, Janelle. Uh, one good point that you have here is. Live below your means. And essentially that means if you're only making $200, don't go buy a $200 purse. <laughs> yeah. Try to... Well, maybe maybe don't even buy a purse if you only have $200. I mean, that's what some people do these days. Really? Okay. Well, I guess that's also a good tip. But maybe they should budget with the $200. Yeah, you're correct. <laughs> but what I would recommend is live below your means. Meaning, if you can live by yourself, maybe you don't need to. Have a couple roommates. If you can afford the fucking a BMW, maybe don't buy a BMW. Maybe buy or rent or what is it, lease? Lease. Uh, maybe you should opt out for a, a cheaper car that when shit hits the fan with your car, because they do break, that you'll be more prepared rather than if a BMW breaks down. And we have one more here, right? All right. The last trick we want to leave you guys off on is to try things out. You know, maybe you do try, you need a budget and it might not work out for you, but you do definitely want to try different things to figure out what works for you to get you on the right path of better financial habits. So you're able to save and just be more financially secure, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, What I do is not going to work for you. It may, it may not. What Janelle does may not, may work for you. But ultimately with something as important and as I would say impactful to someone's everyday life is money. You got to find what works for you because not your fuck. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're at our question block and we are running a little bit a little bit long on time. So let's let's try to speed these up a little bit if that's for okay sure. with you. Yeah. All right, Janelle, go ahead and start the first one. All right. So our first question here is, are you on track to reach your ideal financial goals? I can answer this. Hell yeah. It took a long time to get here. But I feel like I'm on the right track. And if I all of a sudden started making more money, like tripled, quadrupled, whatever my income, I feel like I would have the right habits to manage it and not fucking blow it. Yeah. That makes sense. What about you? I feel like yes and no. I feel like I was on the right track at one point, but now I'm off the track. But I know which direction I need to go into. That's good. If that makes sense. You got the map. Yeah, definitely. The resources are there. I just kind of got to build that habit again. You got the map, but you figure out how to drive. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's okay. pretty much what it sounds like. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, do you do you regret the way you valued money in the past? To be honest, I don't. I mean, really? it's stupid. If Like what we talked about in the beginning, it's stupid. It didn't make sense. But I don't regret it. It's lessons I've learned from it and mistakes I know to not make again. Also, it was a blessing in disguise that it happened so early. 
because the debt we're in now, the mistakes we made previously that we're learning from now and kind of dealing with the consequences now. Imagine if we do that shit when we're like 25, 30, because then it takes longer to fix it and it's just more of a burden, right? Yeah, exactly. Like I know a lot of adults in my personal life who don't have a hold on their financial situations and their credit. And I don't want to be like that when I'm their age. Yeah. So actually, I was going to say, yes, I regret it. But now that we kind of got that out of the way, I do agree with you that, you know, maybe I don't regret that it happened. I accept that it happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of glad that it happened early so we can learn from it, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, we got one more. So what's the best thing you bought recently? The best thing I bought recently is a rug. So for my room, I, I didn't have a rug for a while. But the rug that I have, it, it turned out to be more than just a fucking rug. Like at first, I was like, I don't need a rug. It's just for fucking looks. Okay, first of all, it looks cool. That's the reason why I didn't want to buy it. But then the things I forgot to mention are it, it's soft on my feet. <laughs> it makes me feel good. And also, it, it doubles as uh, a stretching mat and a workout mat when I work from home, or when I work out in my room. So it has a multi-purpose, and that kind of helped with the buyer's regret when I first got it. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's, it's a multi-purpose rug. Yeah, when it, when it looked nice, and when I first got it, I was like, that's cool, but I just blew some money on this. Fuck. And I kept my receipt. You know, I don't know if you know this. Everything I buy, I keep a receipt, because <laughs> just in case, I regret it. And then soon after, I worked out with it. I trained with it. And it just became kind of one of the best things I bought recently. I would say my rug. What I about you? I was not expecting you to say that. Oh. But it makes sense because I work out on it. I do everything on it. Yeah. Now. I'll be kind of quick with mine. I think the best thing I bought recently was a pegboard. Say what? A pegboard. You know what that is? What the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's that thing with the holes. <laughs> Like this sounds stupid. I'm just gonna look it up real quick. Continue, Janelle, while I look it up. Anyways, I bought this pegboard, if you guys know what it is, essentially to help me organize all my workout stuff. Okay. Because at first it was just all in a random bin. But now, after buying that pegboard, it's all laid out nicely on my wall. Easy to access and it just looks cool. You sent me a picture of this. You use it for workout yeah, gear. I, exactly. Do you have multiple? I have, like, resistance bands. I have my foam roller on it, my yoga mat. But you only have one board. One board. Do you plan on buying another one for, you have workout? Maybe, I don't know, what else would you Maybe for other things? Maybe. But for now, it's just for my workout stuff. Yeah, so works. look up pegboard and look up rugs. <laughs> Those are the two best things we bought recently. But it's the little things that we use for many different reasons, and it just helps us. I think based on our two answers, you could definitely tell that we're not materialistic people <laughs> yeah i was gonna return the rug just because i thought it was just because it looked nice yeah i don't need nice i need uh what's that one quote form over function i feel like we're both the opposite mm -hmm. function i don't really give a shit how it looks if it works well and does things for me it can look like shit exactly all right so we are at the end of our episode our long episode if you're here till the very end with us thank you for listening this is the longest episode yet. Yeah. Good for us. I told you I can go off on this one. I, have <laughs> I a knew, lot to I knew you were going to talk about a lot on this one. When it comes to money, I, I can I can keep going, honestly. But I won't for time's sakes. And we have a couple of lessons we want to send you off here, as we always do with our episodes. So uh, I have a quote here that I think I want to I think I want to end it on that one right there. But a quote we have here is 
these are just things to get you thinking, but you will be rich again and you will be poor again. And rich and poor are subjective to where you are in life and where you will be in life. But whatever you're making now, there's going to be a point where you're going to be making more, you're going to be making less. And it's the mindset that stays the same, not really the, the dollar sign or the number value. Yeah, for sure. And so another another lesson or quote I've heard recently uh, by a guy named Billy Jean, he talks about when you look at their bank statements, most people have more withdrawals than deposits. If you're looking at their bank statements, they have about 15 to 20 withdrawals and only two deposits every two weeks. Because it's their fucking paycheck. Exactly. <laughs> the two deposits is your paycheck every two weeks. And then they blow that money on unnecessary things. So essentially, our goal is to have more deposits than withdrawals. That's, that's going to take a while to get there. Yeah. But that is the goal. Damn, imagine that. That's actually really insane. Like, you really think about it? Yeah, it's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Good job, Billy Jean. All right. Uh, another one we have here is, it's not about how much money you make, but how you make it. So, like we said similar in one of our main topics, is go out there and fucking hustle. Make money. You may not like it, but with one of the tips we have is to freelance. And I feel like that's really where you can find what you enjoy. If you enjoy, you know, photography, you can be a wedding photographer. That's fucking badass. You are essentially, it's not really about how much you make at that point. You're doing it because you love the art of photography. And there's many situations where that can happen. And we urge you to think about that. If something gives you a lot of money, but, you know, you fucking hate doing it, then you fucking hate doing it. Make a make a change, right? I'm glad you said that, Jai. And another point we have is money comes and goes. But one thing that can become a constant is how you perceive it and how you choose to manage your money. Yeah, that definitely goes with a lot of the stuff and mindset and tips and tricks we said is, you know, it's always going to be changing. But if you have the right mindset from the beginning, like we fucked up in the beginning, but hopefully our mind and our values kind of keep us in line with where we want to be, you know? With that being said... One last thing I'll say for the fifth, sixth, whatever time I've said it is we're not making a lot of money now, but we want to build the right habits. So when we're making mad money, we don't fucking blow it. That being said, hopefully we were able to help you guys a little bit on how to think about money, how to spend it better, and just how to manage it a lot better. Thank you for listening for a very long episode, and we will, we will be back with another one.